0: Welcome back, thank you guys for joining us here for another episode. This one is episode 101, and we're going to do things a little bit different for this one. Now, normally, as you guys know, I would have a guest on, and discuss a topic, and have a conversation, and you know the routine. But, I wanted to do something a little bit different today, because we have hit the 100 episode milestone... And I wanted to take a moment in this episode just to stop, reflect, and just think a little bit about all of the things that I've personally learned just from all of these interviews that we've conducted. And so before I even get into that, I just want to say thank you. It's been great to have presented to you 100 episodes plus a few bonus ones with the Q&As and teen mental health series that we did It's been a lot of fun. We're nearing year two here in a couple months, which is also pretty crazy. And just thank you so much for the support and thank you for all the kind messages, all the retweets, all the emails that you've sent. Uh, It's meant a lot to me personally to know how much you guys have personally gotten out of this podcast. And it truly is amazing to be able to have connected with so many people. And I'm so excited to continue to do that and continue to bring you guys some really awesome conversations with coaches around the world and talk about this great game and talk about coaching in general. And I know I personally have really been transformed and have really learned a lot about myself as a person and as a coach by being able to do all of these interviews and listen to all of these great guests share their insights and share their wisdom And what I wanted to do was share five things in particular for this episode that I have learned and are things that I've seen come up again and again in my guests' responses. And I think that any coach who is able to successfully do the five things that are on this list has their program in the right direction and is doing things the right way. And so this list isn't in any particular order. I just sort of boiled it down to five that I think really encapsulate what it means to be a great coach. And I'm going to share them with you now, and I would love to hear your thoughts. So again, in no particular order, we'll start here with number one. One of the things I've noticed with a lot of the guests that I've had is they do a really good job being where they are. And what I mean by that is they do everything they can to make their program, no matter how big or how small it is, seem like the biggest, most happening program there there could be right there in the world or right there in the country. Uh, these guests who talk about their programs, and I think it's almost every guest that I've had, you would get the sense that they're coaching you know the uconn women's team or coaching you know the kentucky men's basketball team with how much excitement and how much passion they have talking about their program talking about their school talking about their community and that really stems from these coaches making the big time where they're at and not thinking about where they could be or maybe the resources they don't have or the facilities they don't have these particular coaches who I've had the privilege of talking to are ones who make the most out of their situation. They make the most out of the players they have, the resources they have. And of course, they're always gonna advocate. They're always gonna fight for for more and, and get more things that they can to make their program better, but they don't let those limitations that already exist keep them from maximizing their players' potential and their potential even as a coach. And so one of the things I've really learned from talking to guests these past 100 episodes is is the importance of just being wherever it is that you are, you know, wherever your feet are, be there. And if another opportunity opens up, great, be there and make the most out of that opportunity with the resources and and the players and and everyone that you have uh, at your disposal. You know, we only have these players, you know, at the high school level where where I coach at for four years, And so I think we owe it to them to give them the most impactful and most meaningful experience that we can. And I think one of the best ways we can do that is by making our program, no matter how much or how little success it's had in the past, make our program seem like it's the biggest deal out there. And I think that that energy will translate on the court. I think parents will buy into that. The community will buy into that. And it's just a great way to... Uh, really, showcase how awesome you and your program are to the community. So that's the first one. The second one is the idea of just being consistent and and a lot of the great coaches who I've had the opportunity to talk to have really emphasized the necessity of being consistent with their practices, consistent with their standards, consistent with their rules, consistent about their methods of communication. You know, as I mentioned before, as somebody who coaches high school, our players. Just teenagers in general crave that routine. They crave knowing what's going to happen. They love knowing when, you know, the next practice is going to be, knowing their game schedule, knowing what coaches expect from them, knowing what time to start their warm up at, or even if possible, you know, some of the drills or some of the things that they're going to do in practice. I know a lot of players, (laughs) a lot of teenagers in general also will complain about, you know, routine. And. Say that it's boring or whatever the case may be but our players love consistency it it creates a feeling of safety and it also creates expectations that are very easy for our players to understand to follow through on and also call each other out on if they're not being followed on you know i i think that so many of the great guests who i've had their programs are the way that they're at because there's a routine, There, there's standards in place, there's traditions in place, there are things in place that just become ingrained in the DNA with that program that keep the machine going and can keep the machine running well. And I think having those routines and those consistencies, especially when your players at the younger level get them and they understand them and then they become older in your program and then they can teach those standards to the new players that are coming in, It almost makes your program like self-sufficient where the players can police themselves because the standards that were there when they came in as freshmen are still gonna take place when they're seniors. So consistency, which I'm not always the best at, but I have really learned from our guests just how important it is to maintain consistency and just have that set of standards and that set of rules that all the players know, all the coaching staff know, and are things that just define your program so that when somebody thinks about your programs, men's basketball or women's basketball team, they know, oh, if you're on X, X and O's team, that means that I know that you do this just because you're a part of that program. And I think that that's something that's really special. Uh, the third thing has really been one that I think every single guest uh, can attest to, and that's just the ability of of, of max effort and i know it sounds cliche i know i know it sounds kind of obvious but really doing whatever you can to maximize your players potential and to maximize your own as a coach i think that some of the most transformative conversations i've had are hearing about people's like practice plans and the expectations that are put on on practice plans and you know i've had guests talk about just how intense their practices are to the point where the games seem easy because of just how hard they go at practice because that maximum effort is is required. And I, I really gleamed onto that, and I really think that that's something that I have really taken the past couple of years as a coach is the idea of you know make the most of every moment, maximize your time, maximize that effort. You know, have those high standards. Going back to what I talked about earlier, having those high standards for what you want out of your practices showing players you know what effort is and what effort looks like having effort be something that's constantly praised and constantly emphasized where even those players who aren't going to you know be your 2010 guys or girls are still getting the same amount of recognition because they're diving on the floor they're hustling back on defense they're boxing out and wrestling for a rebound all of those things that we all want And all really, really hope for as a program. I think the best coaches who I've talked to have have constantly made it something that they're reminding their players about and showing their players what it is, and really making sure that every time effort is being given, it's praised, and every time it's not given, it's corrected. And on that note of max effort, you know, us as coaches, uh, maximizing our own effort. Now that's not to say we. Uh, give full effort to the point where we're taking away from the other important aspects of our personal life and and things of that nature, but maximizing effort in terms of doing your work on scouting, uh, making sure that your coaching staff has work delegated to them so that they know what to do and you're using them to their fullest potential. Uh, Being somebody who goes to clinics, who's reading books, who's always looking to get better, who's always looking to improve their practices and isn't necessarily set on one way of doing things. I think those are great ways that that we can give maximum effort as coaches and and I think that a lot of the coaches if not all of them who I've had the pleasure of talking to are lifelong learners of the game and always understand that it's changing, it's evolving and that in order to stay relevant, we have to always be willing to learn and once we think we know everything, that's probably a good sign that it's time for us to get out of this profession. The 4th one I uh, just mentioned it earlier was the idea of using film. And so many great guests who I've had have talked about the importance of film. I've had episodes specifically dedicated to the use of film and making sure that players understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing something correctly or incorrectly. Uh, using film as a teaching tool so your players understand what's happening in the game beyond what their own particular role is, but what the time and situation is, what a particular defense is running and how to break it down, what what the goals are of an offense, what the goals are of the opposing team's offense and defense, and just how important film can be to teaching your players how to play versus teaching them plays, which could have been its own separate uh, thing I put on this list. But I I really have been impressed talking to guests about how much they use film huddle and all the other great apps that are out there to let players know this is what i see this is what we can do better let's go at it another game we'll film that and we'll see what happens from there and i think that the use of film just takes a lot of guesswork out of what we say as coaches and and maybe takes away from a lot of confusing conversations that your players wouldn't understand Wherein they could otherwise just see it on film and then being able to see it on film be able to see it on film in slow motion be able to consistently rewind and show it to them again and again just i think really drives something home and helps players learn and understand not just their own individual role in what they're doing but also just learning the game itself and i also think obviously film is just a great great tool to emphasize all the things that you emphasize in your program. As I mentioned earlier, all the, all those hustle plays, all those effort points, all of the things that are going well, it's so important that we use film also as a tool to compliment our players and praise them and let them know when they're doing something well. And so many of the great guests who I've had the pleasure of having on here really talk about how empowering their their film sessions are and how much their players get out of it and and how excited even that they are to be getting into film and breaking down the game and really learning the game at at a much higher level of understanding than they would otherwise if they weren't watching film. So again, I have episodes specifically dedicated to talking about film. I highly recommend giving those a listen because that's really stood out to me as, as a coach. And then the fifth and final one, is probably the most important one to me I I said there were no order but honestly this fifth one's probably the most important and that's that your your job is to be more than a basketball coach and that's something that I've always believed before I started this podcast and it's just been reaffirmed to me ever since I've began it which is that all of these great coaches I can't think of one who doesn't believe this the idea of what you do is so much more than teaching our players basketball we're teaching them so many more things that they're going to use later in life so many skills that they're going to use when the basketball stops dribbling whether it's teamwork cooperation handling stressful situations being able to work with people you don't necessarily get along with or how to quickly assess a problem and be able to find the solution all of these things that are just great skills for for people to have in general uh, but to be able to use basketball to teach those skills and have our players learn those skills and be able to apply them beyond basketball uh, is is so important. And And that's the biggest thing I think I've had reaffirmed to me since I started this podcast is just all of these wonderful coaches who talk about the meaningful lifelong connections they make with their players and how they stay in touch with them and how. Players remember things that their coaches said to them that had nothing to do with basketball, but just about being a good person or just about giving maximum effort. Uh, we have a lot of great coaches who talk about, you know, program slogans or program sayings. And I've had guests mention how former players of theirs reflect back on those sayings and remember them and use them in other aspects of their life. And it's just a great reminder that we do so much more than just teach the game of basketball. Uh, we, we teach life skills and. We're just so fortunate that we get to use the game of basketball as a way to do that. And whenever things are are going a certain type of way with your program, and I've been there where the, the wins and losses weren't going to be how I was going to have to define success that season and, and having to look at other ways and other meaningful contributions that me and my coaching staff were making and really emphasize those because... Those are like the lifelong wins, all of the other things that you're teaching your players. And, and just as a reminder to always understand that we're, we're, we're teaching that uh, more so than we're teaching basketball. And so if you ever find yourself in a situation where um, the basketball side's a little rough or, or the basketball wins and losses aren't, aren't where you want them to be, uh, remember all the other victories that, that, that you're having and make sure that you're explicitly having those conversations with your players and letting them know all of the other ways you're proud of them and all of the other victories that they're achieving and all of the skills they're learning, they're gonna set them up later in life that have nothing to do uh, with the game of basketball. Um, And in a great world, hopefully many of you listening have the best of both worlds where they're learning all those skills and they're also uh, doing great on the court as well. That that would be great. And I hope that uh, all of you have that success and and hopefully this podcast will kind of help you uh, achieve success in both of those avenues so again those are just five things in particular i've learned or had re-emphasized to me for the last 100 episodes i could probably list 95 more and have a list of 100 if i really wanted to because that just speaks to the quality of guests i've been so fortunate to have uh, since we started this journey a couple years ago and i hope you guys uh, enjoyed the this little different style of episode that we did here and again thank you so much for The past 100 episodes i appreciate you whether you're day one or whether you just joined us uh really looking forward to the next 100 and really looking forward to giving you guys some great conversations with some great guests so thank you guys this was another edition of the basketball teacher podcast and we will see you guys next time thank you for listening to another edition of the basketball teacher podcast Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.